0: Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books, and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations, with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Greetings, Anubis. You said that you wanted to talk about your work in the world, in the worlds, during the time of life and not just during the moments of birth and death. Please begin with what you would like to
1: say. To be alive is a challenge for every soul. To deal with each and every instance where it will be influenced by other forces which can have a far stronger impact than the spiritual forces without losing its innate power. To imbue an organism with life will therefore always lead to an interaction a struggle between the eternal and the external. It is my task to create balance between the internal and the external forces. And this can be a continuous and necessary process.
0: Okay, I understand. So you are the balancing force for all souls that are in a body, no matter what, whether they have just been born or are about to leave this body. But what is the difference? And how do you operate during our lifetimes? We have learned so far how you operate during birth. How is this difference between, from, during our lifetimes?
1: Life is determined by the impulses of the ego, by free will, and in the best scenario, the impulses of the soul during this time i can albeit to a lesser degree but nevertheless continuously balance the existing soul potential with the physical energy
0: and how do you do that
1: by being
0: hmm. <laughs> but when you are rather some kind of balancing force that we can always call up and invoke in the form of an entity or a being, which could be personified in the shape of a jackal or something else, right?
1: All these personifications that the people of your ancient history gave to these descriptions of the eternal truths are nothing but the underlying cosmic truth in the gaze of fairy tales. What you call an energy field has always been what it is, the balancing force of the Cosmic Father and the Cosmic Mother, given and presented to you in order to bring the external forces into equilibrium with the Eternal. Therefore, Yes, in order to answer your question, if you will, I am the force that you can invoke in order to attain balance. Balance in you and with yourselves as well as in balance with the external forces.
0: And if the people do not invoke you consciously, how do you work then?
1: When people do not consciously seek my help, I am simply helping, though the eternal presence of my energy in the cosmos, simply and solely through being everywhere. But if they consciously call upon me, I can have a much stronger effect through concentrated action in that moment. If you know what you can call upon in order to find balance in a particular situation of your life, you can find this balance much faster than those who just stumble through life in ignorance.
0: And if we call upon you in those moments where we need to find balance, how do we go about that, about this? Please give us the right words to use in order to find you as quickly as possible.
1: First of all, it would be advisable to seal the place through incense or pure rock crystal. Mm. Then you should enter a meditative state which serves to center you. Protect the moment through the cosmic cross ritual and connect with all directions of the compass, with the sun and with source. Then you ask for the power of Anubis to flow through you and strengthen you. You will then have a pleasant, warm sense of being alive. Through this, your energies will once more flow together into a powerful stream of cosmic energy, into the areas where you lost them and they were diminished. The overall effect of this will be that you are stronger in your interaction with the world of the humans on the one hand, but you will also become wiser in your inner selves, The connection to the cosmos will be strengthened, but my special power serves to reinforce this even more.
0: And then how do you finish this ritual?
1: Through sending thanks and love.
0: Oh, so with thank you, love. Exactly. And you can do this everywhere and whenever you think that you are losing inner stability and need more balance?
1: That would be my advice, yes.
0: Super. Are there moments where you would say that we should definitely ask for balance, even when we do not consciously think about this at that time?
1: Absolutely.
0: Which would that be?
1: In the case of danger, ask and pray that my force will stabilize you. When you are beset by fears, ask for my energy. In order to allow human help to be effective when you need it in order to survive, ask for my power. Whenever you feel the need for life to become more stable, energized and joyful, ask for the balancing power of the cosmos that I bring.
0: And if you do this for sick people or for children who have not reached a sufficient state of consciousness, or are no longer in a state of consciousness and therefore cannot actively seek your help, is this also possible?
1: The difference here is that you would go through this process for another person.
0: And please give me a clue, how do you do it for another person?
1: If you have a photograph of this person, please pick it up and place it on your heart.
0: So the photo facing towards the heart and then the hand on top of it? Right. Ah, and then?
1: Then you connect to this person in the manner that comes to you until you feel connected to this person through memories, tears, laughter. Whatever whatever describes the connection. This is the moment in which the entire ritual Takes place.
0: Wow. So to sum up, we take the photo, put it on our heart, place the hand over it, and what does the other hand do? Nothing. Okay, good. And how do I conclude this ritual? How do I step out of the connection?
1: By removing the photo from your heart and thanking and asking the entity of protection to reseal you.
0: Ah, okay. So for everyone who has not had any experience with the entity of protection, at the end of the ritual you simply say, I ask for sealing. And then it already happens. I just want to put this here for clarity's sake. Good. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about this subject?
1: Yes. Yes. The subject of responsibility is close to my heart. You have said a lot about this already in the other works, but I also wish to name this all encompassing and most effective energy in your life and in your existence outside of a body. The responsibility toward the cosmos and all of its beings. At the same time, in no lesser degree, do I wish to name your all-guiding, all-causing responsibility toward yourself. For if you act responsibly, you will not do this intermittently, taking breaks now and then. Realize that you are responsible for every human act during your life, Every step, every thought, every word, every act. Every single act. And every act will either cause acceleration or blockage. And because this responsibility toward yourself in the cosmos is so immensely high, so also is the responsibility toward the others and the entire cosmic construct. Once you understand this immensity and eternity, you are no longer capable of taking any disharmonic steps because you know about the deep, far and eternal repercussions for every deed. Why do I tell you this? Because the knowledge of the cause of the problems of life is my field of service. Do you understand what I mean to say?
0: Yes. I believe you want to say that the irresponsibility towards life and the resulting ir- irresponsibility toward others is the case, no, the cause of your work.
1: Yes. That is exactly what I mean. When you act in a responsible manner, I do not need to interfere in order to block the energetic leeches. Then I only need to guard the birth and all transitions. But as long as you stumble around your life unconsciously and irresponsibly, I have to come in, Again and again to try to balance the lost energies. But why do I tell you this? Why do I insist on this? Because I am not always completely successful. As you yourself have experienced during your birth, I work as well as the energies present will allow me and I do as much as is possible but I cannot do this completely in all cases. So, every person who acts unconsciously and irresponsibly as a result of this unconsciousness will run the great risk of continuously losing energy. And this will create one of the greatest challenges during his transition from life into the spiritual world. The things that the people tell as stories about the justment, the last judgment, the gates of heaven, and so on and so forth. All this that awaits awaits you when you are ready to leave the body These are not external energies that judge come to you or dole out punishments. No. This is the resonance of all of your actions that decides how you experience your transition. And my loving advice for you would be to point out the many opportunities that present themselves to you during your lifetime to preserve this energy, to protect it and to unfold it instead of giving it away through irresponsibility, coldness, unconsciousness and stumbling blindly through life.
0: Well, I would be interested to know, I had thought that energy does not get lost in the cosmos. So what happens to this energy that the souls lose if they really act this unconsciously and irresponsibly and when you are not able to balance that, where does this energy go?
1: A wise question. Thank you, Sylvie. The energy of the individual soul wakens but the energy that it lost will be always remain part of the cosmic construct, but not as something that could vibrate in the soul and thereby carry it but as part that continues to exist within the cosmic whole.
0: So you mean that when the souls lose energy... It does not get lost, but it is not longer part of this, their soul. I like to use the ocean as an example, as you know. The energy leaves the vessel of the individual to become part of the energy of the entire ocean, right? Right. Okay, I understand. And what happens when a soul has completely come into its power and has stored a lot of energy? I suppose that there is not much left for you to do then, right? (laughs) What. What then happens with this energy?
1: Then it always acts to its maximum capacity, lovingly, responsibly and consciously, and it dwells there where it no longer sees any danger for itself. Often these energies do no longer wish to incarnate and that is understandable because they no longer play the game of tug, of war between giving energy and losing energy. They wish to remain in their full power in eternity.
0: Mm. And what is the weakest possible energetic state of a soul? Can you still help, help in this state?
1: I always can. But these weak souls really need a lot of energy in order to get back into even the most rudimentary conscious state. Little energy means little consciousness.
0: I know, I know. And could you say that it is the souls lacking in energy that do the most harm to other souls?
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm. And... That they lash out consciously, kill others, do all these wonderful things on this planet. Forgive me, but I cannot find this particularly, anyhow, beautiful. Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you even wish to help such energies anymore?
1: You ask a little vaguely, for it is not about free will. These energies need balance. Otherwise, they will just continue to destroy the platforms they inhabit.
0: You mean they destroy the planet they inhabit? We have a lot of destruction on this planet and things are getting worse and worse. Aren't you getting tired of all these things and problems?
1: You are asking from a bias of judgment how I am supposed to judge when what I do is so much more than I want and I do not want. I am this energy.
0: Okay, I understand. I got that. That means that you are mostly present where there are such weak souls, right? Right. So are you only present on the planets or are you also on the spiritual levels?
1: We will talk about this when we start the next chapter about how I'm guarding the transition out of the body.
0: Oh, I understand. Is there anything else you would want to add to this subject now? No. Okay, well then, thank you very much. I'm looking forward for tomorrow. Thanks, love.
1: Thank you, love.